Blog Talk Radio. Another day, another chance. And welcome to another episode of Riding the Wave. I'm Mark Healy, the managing editor for the Wave newspaper, Rockaway's newspaper since 1893. And that song, you're hearing it for the first time, uh, you know, here on on Riding the Wave. And it, it's it's so much so much fun uh, doing that, uh, putting that song together. Uh, it, it's funny. Um, I had I had talked about this on the show before. Uh, back when we first started in 2014, I can't believe it's been that long ago, uh, that we were looking for, you know, somebody local, somebody who could, you know, put together a great theme song that was, you know, specifically for uh, this show. And, and while we are very thankful that Mark McKinney allowed us to use his um, his, 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 his uh, theme song for so long, um, we really... Uh, are so we had Walker on the program as you guys know you saw him on Facebook Live Walker Hornug from uh, Walker and the Brotherhood of the Grape great local musician great guy uh, he came in and I had said to him since you're such a big fan of local music maybe you could find a band that could put together a song for the podcast and Walker said to me well I'll write the music and you write the lyrics <laughs> so um, you know I wrote some lyrics down and 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 Walker and um, Eddie Klinger got together, uh, his old uh, writing partner from Q South, which was the first group I believe that Walker was in, and they took my lyrics and made them sound really good and, and really just put together a great, great theme song that we're so happy and so thankful uh, that we have for the show and uh, would love to hear your feedback, folks, because uh, it was a lot of fun to do and I hope you enjoy it. In any event, uh, today's program, uh, Sal Albanese, who's running for mayor, uh, was was kind enough to stop by the wave um, yesterday, and we sat down and we had a great chat. Uh, the former city councilman, uh, who's a former teacher and now he's an attorney, he's running for mayor of New York City because he thinks he can do a far better job than New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio. We happen to agree, uh, and certainly the people of Rockaway uh, really should listen to what Sal has to say. Uh, And without further ado, here's the interview we did with mayoral candidate Sal Albanese. We're talking with mayoral candidate Sal Albanese. Uh, Sal, welcome to The Wave. Hey, it's great to be here, Mark. I I am a big fan of The Wave, always have been. Um, Before we get to the the meat and potatoes of this this interview, I have to say uh, I was reading your bio 
because I wanted to, you know, do, do my research before the interview. And uh, I noticed that you're from Calabria in Italy, yeah. and so is my grandfather. My oh, grandfather wow. came from Calabria. Wow. So uh, that's, that's kind of cool. So I just oh, wanted I, to... I didn't realize that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a so, part of the world. I mean, I still have lots of relatives there. Uh, so I, I wanted to get that out because uh, when I saw it, I, I got a kick out of it. Uh, anyway, obviously, you're running for mayor, and this is the third time that you're running for mayor. And unlike a lot of people that run for mayor, uh, including our mayor, um, you have a lot of experience, and you have a lot of experience in different, you know, at different levels. Not only were you, uh, you know, city councilman, but you also was an, were an educator. You also worked. Uh, you, you've also worked in the in the legal in the legal world. So you bring I have a, a finance background too. Oh well, there you go. So I mean, all of those things are certainly uh, very advantageous to have someone, you know, at Gracie Mansion who has that type of perspective on what it is to run a city. So I, I guess my first question is, you know, one of the biggest things that that Rockaway is dealing with uh, at this point is that it's a transportation desert mm -hmm. that you know uh the city keeps telling us the, the 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 train is back but it it's not back it's and it's never worked the same since sandy and you know whether it's sbs select bus service or some of these other cookie cutter you know ways of dealing with things you know rockaway is a very different place and i i think that the biggest problem facing the people that live here is the fact that the the person who runs the city uh, is is kind of doesn't listen to the you know the the intricacies and the different uh, the different challenges that each neighborhood faces. So my question is, as mayor, how would you solve those issues as far as trying to understand the community by community to solve the problems that that particular community faces? Well, I, first of all, you have to be in the neighborhoods. You have to spend a lot of time interacting uh, with people all over the city. Every neighborhood has its own nuances. Um, and certainly, you know, meeting with, with newspaper editors from all over the city would be a way to go because you guys have a handle on a lot of the issues. You know, everything comes close through here uh, and all the local papers around the city. So I would make it my business to meet with all the local um, editors um, and, and get feedback, and also hold town hall meetings in every part of the city. And I would have uh, town hall meetings that wouldn't be uh, would be open to the public instead of handpicking the participants like this mayor does. But Rockaway has I, I, is a jewel, uh, is a potential jewel in the city of New York. It's got tremendous uh, assets, uh, and and the main issue, is, one of the main issues, has always been transportation. And then, uh, I don't know if you saw some of my comments about transportation. Uh, I want to be known as a transportation mayor. I think it's the most important issue facing the city. It's the lifeblood of the city. Uh, and, you know, I've been talking about it for a long time. I, as a matter of fact, uh, in 1996, when I was a city councilman, I took a 24-hour tour throughout the transportation system of the city. And one of the things I noted was that there are places like Rockaway that are transportation deserts. We should be, we should be focusing on increasing surface transportation to the Rockaways, and also uh, uh, mass transit uh, with tr uh, trains. Uh, we have the Rockaway Beach Line, which is a potential option, uh, because that really will make the Rockaways reach its potential. And uh, I'm not going to take 
posture that the Blasio is taking on transportation. That's not my job. <laughs> mayor of the city of New York, it is your job. It, 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 you know, it, and uh, you've got four appointees on the board and the MTE board. Um, you know, every mayor, I, I overlapped three mayors. Uh, I was around when Koch was the mayor, and he went on a rampage because the trains were literally falling off the tracks in the 1980s, and he got the elder Cuomo. They worked together, to, even though they didn't like each other, to pitch in and fix the tracks. The track beds were deteriorating, but it's been downhill ever since. Um, the, 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 you, the city's uh, uh, subway system is melting down as we speak. Uh, and I warned about that when I ran in 2013, and I said I would increase the city's share to, to go to the governor and say, look, I'm doing my fair share, Governor. I want you to do your fair share. When Cuomo turns around and tells the Blasio, you're not doing your fair share, he's right. Uh, and, and you can't, you don't have a defense, you don't really have a defense uh, against Cuomo shortchanging the city. So uh, I would also push, I've got a, uh, I've got a plan to fund this, the system besides increasing the city's share. I think uh, a, a small percentage of the personal income tax should be uh, funneled into mass transit uh, as of every single year, every budget, so we don't play the stands. I want to, I want to basically expand subway service to the transit deserts around the city um, I, because the city's becoming more and more populated. We want to get cars off the road. One of the ways to do it is by in increasing uh, the options that they have, and, and surface transit is one, and of course the subway. There's no reason why people. Uh, Cities in Europe can build uh, subway uh, tracks and expand the subway service without without a problem. We have this we have this uh, incredible uh, lackluster effort that's been going on for years, where it took about well, 40 years to build the Second Avenue line. No, we, we've got to do better than that. And the way to do it is by making by making mass transit a central issue. I want to call a mass transit summit as soon as I get elected, and and really come up with a game plan and get the governor involved in the legislature and also suburban legislators because they're they're interested. The MTA of course is the Long Island Railroad, Metro and right. all of those all of those entities are very important to the city's future. And if we don't address it, the city's economy is going to impact it and the environment. So I'm gonna put a lot of emphasis in, in that in that uh, in that area and Rockaway Rockaway will be part of it. It's funny uh that you mentioned that um <laughs> that the Mayor de Blasio uh, said that uh, you know fixing the fixing the subway isn't his job, but he says that a lot about a lot of things. Of course, uh, because there is a severe lack of accountability, and I think that speaking from Rockaway's perspective, um, I talked about its uniqueness and how it's you know uh, like a, a lot of other neighborhoods, it has its different you know uh, we call them realities, but uh, you know the peninsula is completely different when you go from west east to west. Uh, Economically, uh, racially, uh, these lines are, you know, maybe they're not clear, as clearly defined as other people think they are because people think of Rockaway Beach, they don't, they've never been here or they haven't been here enough to see just how diverse Rockaway Beach is. You know, I'm here every day. I spend more time here than I do where I live. So, you know, I see it. I see how. Uh, all these different things are changing. And, and I think, you know, the mayor uh, kind of, uh, when I asked him about, you know, the fact that you haven't been on the West End, that you've never been to the Wave since, since Sandy, um, you know, these types of things without, he says, well, you have the boardwalk and you have the ferry. 
as, as a way of saying, well, I gave you this. Why do I have to be there? Right. And, I, and, and going back to your point, unless you see it for yourself, right. unless you, you know, uh, get your boots on the ground, right. how can you possibly solve a problem? You can't. And one of the things that I, I pride myself on, even in this campaign, listening to people in neighborhoods all over the city, they, they'll give you the real deal on what, what's lacking, what's needed, and you get a lot of valuable advice. But you've got to spend time and you've got to talk to people. And, and, and he doesn't do that because he's, I don't think he's interested in the job of May. Uh, he's out of the city 77 days out of, so far in his first term. That's besides the fact that he... Uh, you know, that doesn't even include Albany and Washington. So in order to do this job, you've got to put your heart and soul into it 100%. And he really does not get what the essence of the job is. Let me just say about the ferry service. That ferry service should have been here from get-go because people in the Rockaways went for three years without, without that transportation. And there was a real good argument to make because you don't have the transportation access that other neighborhoods have. He shouldn't have waited three and a half years and to, uh, to implement the ferry, which, which, by the way, is being mismanaged. You know, there are long lines now. The, the ferries are late uh, because they didn't prepare properly. Right. Uh, they didn't tourists, listen. Yeah. Perfect example. They didn't listen. They, didn't listen. they had you. You made. You just made a great point. You said that there. You know, people have a lot of advice, and you know, there's so much intel that they got before the before the. Ferry was even, first of all, I never believed it would be here, so I, that was my bad. I, I was like, I'll never believe it, because when they start talking about, well, we have a holistic approach, and we're going to make sure that it's a, a solution for everyone, you know, I'm a, I'm a skeptic. I, you know, I, I was like, yeah, okay. So when, when it did come, when we did, you know, about a year ago, when they did announce that Citywide Ferry was going to happen, and, you know, now it's NYC Ferry, but they said it was going to happen, the first thing that we said when we heard the plans, when they were thinking about 149 passenger boats, said it's not big enough. That's right. It's not big enough. That's right. I mean, when C Street was doing the temporary ferry, they were using 300, you know, I think it was 400 passenger boats. And they, they you know, I, I, I love the C Street people. I, I, I talked to them a lot when they were doing their thing, but they didn't. Uh, and, and I think this is why we have these 149 passenger boats is that they really didn't uh, collect their data properly. So they weren't able to say, well, you know, on Mondays we had this many people or on Fridays. And that's why the city uh, conveniently, uh, you know, planned to do it almost uh, halfway. Uh, so, and, and, and so when you bring up these problems, you're right. You know, there are people that, you know, not only the people who go to the city every day, you know, Monday through Friday, who work, the construction workers, all the people who love yep. taking the ferry, but you also have this influx of people yep. because it's Rockaway Beach, because right. it's the summer, it's a hot happening place, waiting three hours to take a ferry. Okay, well, what do you think is going to happen? Well, it's, it's, it's a mess. It's vintage de Blasio. He, uh, even when he, when he does something which is positive, it's mismanaged. Uh, we have uh, lots of examples. The ferry is just one. Homelessness is another. 80% increase in funding, record 80% increase over the Bloomberg era, from 500 million to 2 billion. Homelessness is at a record level because of mismanagement. Um, take the uh, take corrections, a billion dollars. Violence is skyrocketing on Rikers Island. Uh, ACS, the Agency for Children's Service, his own his own commissioner called it a, his own DOI commissioner called it a broken agency. He's spending a billion dollars on mental health and it's not reaching the people who are on the streets that are mentally, really mentally disturbed. That was, 
that was not my, it's not my point. This guy, Jack, who's a mental health expert, wrote a couple of pieces saying that the money is not being managed properly. There are legions and legions of mismanagement stories about the Lodge administration. And it comes down to this. As the mayor, you've got to meet with your commissioners on a regular basis. You've got to hold people accountable. You just can't be at the gym at 10 o'clock and get out at noon and, 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 and every day uh, and, and expect people to be held accountable. Um, I have a staff, small staff at the council member, but I make sure I stay on top of everybody because people, if, if nobody's, no matter how good you are, if somebody's not overseeing the operation, things are going to go wrong. And and De Blasio has is a terrible manager. He was a terrible manager. He never had management skills. Let's face it, he's a professional politician. He never had a real job outside of government. I mean, I was a school teacher. Um, I, I was a legislator. I have a background in law and finance. I'm a lawyer right now. And, and gives you a broad perspective. This guy's only perspective is political mechanics. That's really what he. That's what he really what he's done his entire life. So he's and he's the, the other problem is he's not really interested in the bread and butter issues. You know he's, he goes to Hamburg, Germany after a cop gets assassinated, and the next day new recruits are being sworn in. You, you can imagine how they felt, right? They want the city leader to uplift them. He's in Hamburg, Germany on a non-essential trip, hanging out with his son. In essence, this is what he. That, that's what he did. But that captures the entire de Blasio mindset. It's one of, you know, I'm the mayor, I'm, I'm going to get involved in macro issues, I go to Iowa, I'll, I, you know, I'll go here, I'll go there, but he's not in the neighborhoods. He's not listening to people, and that's why we have what we have. We have we're fortunate the city has a lot of money. He inherited a very good economy, although a lot of small businesses going under the storefronts, you know, a lot, that's another issue, but bottom line is that there is money in the coffers, and he can't he doesn't manage it properly, and, and God forbid if we have a downturn, we're really going to be in trouble. And if he gets reelected, Mark, you'll never see him. He, he, if the first term in office, he's out of the city 77 days. I said to somebody uh, that the best job to have if the Blasio gets reelected is to be his travel agent. <laughs> he, 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 you know, I've never seen a mayor in his first term in office be out of the city 77 days. Even when disaster strikes, he leaves the city. I mean, this guy is not, in my opinion, fit for the job. Um, he, he doesn't really like being in neighborhoods. I love being in neighborhoods. I love talking to people. I love solving problems. That's what the job of mayor is. You know, it, it's it, it's it's what people pay your salary for, and you hire the best people and you hold them accountable. He doesn't do that. And of course, we got the corruption problem. You know, seven investigations into pay to play. Uh, both the U.S. attorney and the Manhattan DA said that uh, he acted unethically and inappropriately. That it, you know, it didn't rise to the level of criminality, but we need a higher bar than just that for the mayor of the city of New York. Take that all together, he gets an F as mayor, and he should be replaced. That's why I'm running against him. When, you know, Rockaway people always want to know, you know, what, who can we vote for besides the or at least on the West End they do. Um, you know, and they ask about, uh, well, what, what does this person know about Rockaway? Uh, what is this person, what's, what are they going to do for Rockaway? Uh, you know, I, look, I asked another uh, Democrat, uh, Democratic uh, elected official recently in the last year about, you know, the fact that, you know, the West End is very, it's never really embraced any mayor, let's be honest. Yeah, yeah. 
uh, they're always kind of got a chip on their shoulder. That's the way Rockaway is. I represented Bay Ridge, so... Yeah, so you... It's kind of the... Yeah, exactly. And I know Bay Ridge very well. I mean, uh, you know, I I went to Zavarian my freshman year before I moved to Queens. Uh, My my cousins live there. Uh, I don't know if you know my... uh, my Aunt Eileen Lufa. Do you know Eileen oh, Lufa? Yes. Yeah, that's my Great aunt. Lady. Yeah, she's actually, the best. Wow. I actually saw her on Friday at, a, at the Bay Ridge Stroll across the way. I meant to go with her, and she was she was gone. Yeah. She, she's an activist. Yeah, she's awesome. Great she's, lady. Uh, she is a great lady. And, you know, I, but, so I know, you know, I grew up in Brooklyn. I grew up in Flatbush. So I, I know Rockaway. Because there's a lot of people. I see people from my, my old neighborhood here every day. Right. So... You know, so I get that. I get why someone like de Blasio, and sources have told me, you know, Queens is not his uh, comfort zone, quote unquote, and that, and that, you know, what's the point of going to the West End of Rockaway? No one's going to vote for me there anyway. And to me, like this Democratic official that I was talking to, uh, he said, well, wouldn't the first step be to like, these people don't care for me, so shouldn't I try to reach those people? or at least sit down with them and try to let them see that I'm interested in helping to solve their problem. I mean, you have to get past it. And we talk about, the, uh, we talk about um, what Koch did with, with uh, Mario Cuomo yeah. and got past their differences and sat down and fixed issues. Right. This mayor and this, you know, and I'm not, you know, I'm not picking sides. Get over yourselves and sit down and fix what needs to be Absolutely. fixed. And, 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 and that sounds like something that you're willing to do. Absolutely. I've, I've sent a letter to Cuomo uh, three weeks ago. I actually hand-delivered it to his office, um, saying that I would increase the city share to a billion dollars a year, capital budget, because now the city doesn't contribute what it should, um, because it's the most important service in the city. So, I, you know, I, I can't uh, say that we, don't, we can't find the funding. We have to find fund. It's only one, you know, it's an $87 billion budget. So $1 billion a year is not going to break the bank. So I hand-delivered the letter to Cuomo saying, I'm going to increase my share, and I'm going to work in partnership with you to fix the system. Um, and and uh, it was done in a, uh, in a diplomatic way, no criticism. Uh, you're right, the city hasn't done its fair share. I'm going to change that, and I want to work with you. And I propose a number of things that he can do. And Cuomo has good antennas. Um, and, and the city of New York is important to him uh, because, especially he's, he's running for re-election. It's a dem- big Democratic base. He's going to have a Republican opponent. So fixing the system for him politically would be a no-brainer. And, and, but, but the acrimony between de Blasio and Cuomo is so bad that they, they – I mean, de Blasio refuses to do its fish do his fair share. Cuomo, and he, and he dumps on Cuomo. Of course, Cuomo is no, you know, he's no slouch. He's going to punch back. And you have the situation where the people of the city are caught between between this, this vice where these guys aren't cooperating. But I can break that. And by the way, the blinds just started this thing with Cuomo. Uh, I'm not saying who's right and who's wrong here, but if you remember, Cuomo gave him $300 million for the free kindergarten program. His first act uh, and what did, what did the Blasio do? He kept hammering him. He's saying, well, you still have to pass the current personal income tax surcharge. Cuomo's position was, I gave you the money. I'm not going to increase taxes on city residents. The Blasio kept hammering him. And, of course, the rest is history. Cuomo never forgot. And, and, and we have this, this acronym, which even yesterday, you know, the Blasio went on the train 
and started, you know, ranting and raving about Cuomo. You know that he, the reason he went on the train was he started two weeks ago when we embarrassed him in front of his gym. I, I shamed him onto the subway. We stood in front of the Darkwell gym with a metro car. I did for my reporters there, and I said, hey, Bill, join us and take the subway from Park Slope to City Hall. It's 15 minutes, so you can experience what people experience. You haven't been on a subway in months. So then the very same night, he jumps on the C train, and from now on, he's like he's running around on the subway. It's all a photo op, right. because he really, he really has neglected the system for three and a half years. And now we're close to election day. We've got six weeks, and he's He's jumping on the subway. It's a photo op. Like his arrest, his arrest in 2013 at Long Island College Hospital. This phony arrest. He gets arrested. And, of course, he, he says that the hospital will not close. What is the hospital today? Condominiums. So it was, all, it was all an act. And he's good at that because he's a mechanic. Substance, forget about. But political theatrics, especially right before an election, he's an expert but people in the city are pretty smart. They're, they're beginning to figure him out. Look, we we could do this all day. I mean, I could sit here for hours. This is like, uh, you know, Mike and the Man Dog. We could talk yeah, for hours no, about I, this. I, I, listen, I, 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 Mark, I'm exasperated with the guy. That's right. why I'm running against him. I mean, I, I, if he was doing a good job, I wouldn't be in this race. But I, 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 I believe I'd be a great mayor. Um, I know I'd be a great mayor. And, and this guy really doesn't understand that he's been given – tremendous privilege to be the mega the greatest city in the world and he's treating it like like a sideshow uh it's just not right the people have a have the right to have a mayor who's going to devote 100 percent of his time to running the city of new york not running away from the city of new york and treating people like they're props well look this was this was awesome i really appreciate you coming down this is a great great uh opportunity to get to know you and get to know where you stand and I hope we get to do it again before Election Day. Anytime, Mark. Just call. I love being here. Thank you so Thank, much. Thanks a lot. That was our interview with Sal Albanese. Um, you know, you can tell that uh, certainly uh, someone who knows the issues, who is eloquent about the issues, and had a lot of great things to say. So leave it up to you folks, as always. Uh, you know, your feedback is always welcome you know good bad or indifferent here on riding the wave on the podcast and you know we've heard from you uh over over the last few weeks uh with our interview with mayor de blasio our interview with uh, assemblywoman stacy pfeffer amato and of course uh you got to listen today to our interview with uh, mayoral candidate sal albanese uh leave you uh once again with our new theme song uh if you're just joining us you can download uh, or just stream live, excuse me, stream uh, this uh, podcast, just uh, go to Writing the Wave, uh, the Writing the Wave page on blogtalkradio.com, blogtalkradio.com, Writing the Wave with Mark Healy is the page uh, you need to go to, and it has our archive there, and you can listen to all our different interviews, and certainly uh, anything, any anyone that you would like us to have on the show, any any kind of feedback you have about the show, uh, you can email me at editor, uh, E-D-I-T-O-R, at rockawave.com, R-O-C-K-W-A-V-E.com. And uh, we'll leave you with Riding the Wave by uh, Walker Hornung and Eddie Klinger, and lyrics by yours truly. <laughs>
I'm very excited about that, by the way. Have a great one, everybody. Talk to you soon. Another day, another chance. Look it up.